This episode is a must-listen for anyone thinking about trying out LinkedIn ads. Everything you need to know and more on this, the PPC Burrito Podcast. Welcome amigos to the PPC Burrito, the podcast of choice for marketers hungry for knowledge of all things pay-per-click. I'm Michael Kenny. And I'm Becky Hopkin. And we represent Digital Gearbox, a team of PPC experts who grow businesses around the world using platforms like Google Ads and LinkedIn Ads. Yeah. Becky, <laughs> how you LinkedIn? How are we doing? Yeah, good, thank you. It's uh, becoming lighter and lighter and it's stopped storming. No more storms. So. No more storms for the time being. I can now walk my dog after five o'clock yes, and right. it's 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 lovely. Uh, speaking of, uh, a couple of nights ago, I was actually on an evening stroll with my dog and um, I, no... no um, uh, erectile dysfunction ads this time, but there 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 is a there is a marketing component to this. Trust me, I'm I'm going somewhere with it. I was I was walking Coco, and uh, there was this guy. That we were just walking down. He's kind of like pacing up and down this street that I go down, and it, it kind of looked a bit it looked a bit sus. And I was like, yeah, I'm not sure. But I'm walking. I just walked past. I got my headphones in, and he kind of turned around to me, and I'm like, oh god. And he turns around. And he goes, you know, he's, he's saying something. I've got my headphones in. I'll take my headphones out. And he's like, "Have you have you seen um, uh, a marketing sign around here?" And Mike, "No, mar- marketing sign." He's like, "Yeah, I'm a I'm a um, builder, painter, whatever." And um, my signs disappeared. And and this is like just a couple of days after the winds were really bad Aww. around here. And so, but there is, I mean. It, he he was kind of insinuating that the sign had been stolen, and I'm like, <laughs> you know, and and I'm I'm in the zone. I'm walking Coco, and I'm I'm just kind of like, no, I, I mean, I've I've not seen it, and and this this kind of this was an interesting thing that went through my brain because usually, I mean, I'm sure this is the case with you, and I'm sure if you're listening, this is probably the case with you if you're a marketer. Is when you when you're a marketer, you start to become aware of things. Like everything becomes an opportunity to advertise, right? So you see like estate agent boards, and you're like, well, that's advertising. You see posters on walls, and you're like, that's advertising. I noticed that when people are doing work on houses and things like that, that they will usually have a board outside the house and it's it's advertising right it's very 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 uh specific advertising for people who are driving past the house or walking past the house and they're like being all nosy going oh what's what are the joneses having done to their house and who's doing it and it's 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 kind of it's good advertising i guess if it's cheap advertising it's a board isn't it yeah. um but i i was kind of like i walk down this street three or four times a day and given the amount of time that work takes to, you know, takes place on a house, this board must have been outside this house for weeks and I never noticed it. Mm-hmm. So is that, you know, and I usually notice these things. So is that 
that business owner just not effectively advertising. I mean, wind makes terrible advertising uh, just fly away anyway. And I'm imagining that was probably what actually happened. Although I would say that competitors are, are very, you know, builder competitors might just, you know, go and cut it off the railings and run off with it. It's been known to happen. But uh, yeah, it was a very interesting thing. It's like, well, I guess, you know, you if you were a builder or a painter or in that kind of industry and you're working on a house, you put your board out in front, but is that board actually working? Is it standing out? Are they optimizing it? Mm. <laughs> How do you optimize a board? I don't know. Paint over it. And, um, yeah, I'm not expecting like neon. Yeah. I'm not expecting like neon blinking lights and things like that, but you know, I, these, these things do usually stand out for me. And my response to this guy was no, I've like literally never seen a board outside any house down here. So, um, if you are a painter, decorator, builder type, and you do this, um, maybe have a think, you know, is your board being seen by the right people? Is it serving the right purpose? And most importantly, in, in the event of future storms, is it sturdy enough that it won't <laughs> blow away? Uh, well, anyway, on today's show, we are talking about LinkedIn ads. Specifically, are you using LinkedIn ads? And if you've not, how to go about using them for the first time. Um, but before we get into that, it's time for the news. This week's top stories, Google Ads standard shopping campaigns will thankfully remain available for marketers and Google Merchant Center adds new listing title options. Becky, two very brief bite-sized news pieces, but um, some pretty good news for, for advertisers. First of all, with the news that Google Ads shopping campaigns, that standard option will still be available. Uh, what are your thoughts on this? Um, excellent news. It's news that I think people, a lot of people keep assuming that uh, with the move to smart campaigns and the push that Google has there, that they're going to start sunsetting the standard option. Um, but yeah, they're not. So that's great. <laughs> oh, yeah, such such a relief. Mm -hmm. I mean, Google have been really pushing towards the smarter options. We've been talking about it a lot in recent weeks. Um, and, and there was this fear that they would be looking to, as Becky said, sunset the the um, the standard, which, you know, for us uh, at Digital Gearbox, we use standard as well standard um, because we believe that the segmented approach is the best and with smart shopping segmented is not an option at all I mean and, and I've got a table in front of me which shows all of the things that you can do with smart shopping the things that you can do with smart shopping that you can't do with standard is maximize conversion value which Okay, cool, fine. Uh, and you can also show your um, listings, your, your products on the display network, which I think you could probably make an argument to not do that anyway. Um, and you can also show uh, your ads on Gmail and YouTube, which you can do on standard uh, as well. So I, I'm one of those. I don't really see the value in smart shopping. I know that we do work, we're, we're partnered with uh, a couple of organizations where smart work works pretty well but the reason why it works pretty well is because they probably graduated to that type after a long time testing the standard functions absolutely i think um we talked about performance max just last week it was last week we did it? yeah um and yeah 
it's something you need to you need to understand how how your campaign how your account works with shopping before you really want to venture into the world of smart campaigns so yeah it's great that they're not getting rid of it um and it's great for us marketers and also businesses who just wants to be more strategic and want that data not being able to get negative keywords and search terms on smart campaigns until they add that in I don't think they dare get rid of standard shopping campaigns because that that data is so valuable beyond optimizing just that campaign but your whole Mm. marketing strategy yeah definitely I think it gives me hope that I think standard shopping is probably going to be around for a whole lot longer yet so no need to panic if you're running standard shopping campaigns great news there uh, our second piece of news here another bit of good news as well is uh, Google's Merton Center uh, is adding a short title option for smaller ad placements so basically what this means is um, if you're showing your ads in uh, other other areas on uh, on Google um, you can actually manipulate manipulate the listing title to better fit the other areas, these smaller areas uh, where they're going to be showing. How will this impact uh, shoppers and uh, or shopping advertisers, Becky? Um, I think it, it it's an interesting one because we're talking about this with a couple of clients at the moment and just their normal title field because the title attribute as it stands is so key to telling Google when to display your ads um so making sure that you're putting key information that describes your products in that title field is is key to making sure that your products are showing when people are doing relevant searches but i guess the problem with that is that when you're putting quite a lot of information into that title field when it the product is being shown in that in that shopping um, ad at the top of the search page, or also in places like discovery campaigns, sometimes it's not it, it's not snappy, basically. Yeah, um, yeah. So having this new edition of the short short underscore title um, attribute, I guess it just allows us to go. Okay, what what is it in less than seventy characters? Yeah, I, I've, it allows us the opportunity to be a little bit more creative. I mean, and I know that there are ways that you can go and you you can manipulate the product feed and change the product titles anyway. And I know that you can do it in Merchant Center, but this is just another opportunity to um, to it just adds a new function to the your existing campaigns, and it allows you to uh, think about brevity uh, because I mean. From my own experience, the shorter that you can make your titles, uh, in some instances, the the more receptive people can be. If you can if you can answer someone's query with a with a product or with with a search ad or or just with an ad in general, if you can uh, if you can answer their query super fast, mm-hmm. then the chances of them clicking will rise, will go up. Um, I think so, it's I think it's also quite important for industries like the fashion industry Mm. um because obviously i mean i could go off on a tangent about how zara market their clothing products and how they choose to display their products but um when you're looking at a model wearing both a t-shirt and some trousers and perhaps you'd you'd search for yellow clothing knowing exactly what the listing is for whether it's for that 
pair of trousers or that t-shirt when you see a price it's quite important and sometimes kind of the last word so trousers or t-shirt in some context would be truncated off so you'd be like well is that price for the top or the bottom so it hopefully makes it clearer for people exactly what the listing is which like you say should help improve those click-through rates Absolutely. So there we go. They're the benefits of a, of a smaller, shorter um, product listing ad title. And that is now possible through Google's Merchant Center. Um, so on to the topic of this week, LinkedIn ads and how can you start using them? So LinkedIn ads um, is perceived by some and uh, many in the industry to be the underdog of the PPC marketing landscape. Um, the network the network boasts over 810 million members, which obviously is a lot smaller than the average user base for Google, The much smaller than the average user base for Facebook. Um, but the audience has been known to come with an audience with a 2x buying power or over average web audiences. So there is definitely potential in using LinkedIn. Um, Today, we're going to be talking about LinkedIn and why you should be using LinkedIn if you're not already using it, the advantages of doing so, and also how you can go about creating your first campaign. So Becky, first of all, let's let's speculate. Why, why Why is there this mentality that no one uses LinkedIn ads and um, why might not yeah why that why that might not be the case so I think LinkedIn ads over the years they've they've got a little bit of a bad rep and Mm. that comes from the the original interface and targeting (laughs) selections being much more limited than they are today um so I remember when we worked with some clients on LinkedIn ads even just for probably three years ago the the uh, geographic targeting element on LinkedIn was atrocious like if you wanted to target um by a county you couldn't do that you had to choose kind of the nearest key cities which to be so it, it was quite random in its um offerings as to where you could target in that respect mm. so i think um yeah the limit whilst obviously linked what well, i say obviously one of the benefits of linkedin is its targeting options and always has been it also had some big limitations which put people off and i think the other element is that it is known for being a more costly advertising solution um so people I mean, if you look at LinkedIn's estimates, you're talking a couple of pounds per click at least, um, which you compare to the likes of Facebook, Google, who will kind of dazzle people in with their lower cost per clicks. Why would people go to LinkedIn ads? Um, so, yeah, those two factors, I think, have been a, a reason why people have been put off with LinkedIn ads. I think people think they can't afford it or they won't allow them to be specific enough in their targeting. Mm. I mean, LinkedIn has been a platform, though, from for many that has been in this kind of constant state of flux where so many things have been added to it. So many things have been changed over the years. I mean, uh, I think it was December 2016 where it was um, bought by Microsoft who kind of uh, looked to kind of integrate it with their uh, Bing search engine platform. Um, it, and, and since then, it's been, what, it's coming on to six years now. Um 
that Microsoft have been looking to really add a lot more functionality to it. But with that has come a lot of change. And I still definitely look at LinkedIn as a platform, as something that is still kind of unsure of what it's trying to do, because the original use of LinkedIn, uh, going back, was that it would allow people to put their CV on the internet and uh, stand out and and get jobs and, and things like that. It was very much a kind of recruitment-driven platform. And then, you know, I think since this acquisition and a little bit before then, they were trying to really boost, you know, push the, the social element. Um, and and I think for a time, and I know that they're trying to kind of move away from it, it, it did appear that LinkedIn and Facebook were almost the kind of same thing. And I think that's where the 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 kind of connotation of the LinkedIn was Facebook, but for professionals um, kind of came from. So mm. I, I guess, I mean, what would you what would you say to the the idea, Becky, that another reason people have been put off LinkedIn ads is because perhaps they don't have they don't enjoy the overall LinkedIn experience I think that's fair I think um people people are still a bit confused with how to use LinkedIn Mm. um like you say it's it's kind of blurring into a more um personal platform where people share life updates as well as business updates yeah Um, And that's not necessarily a bad thing because at the end of the day, people like working with people and knowing who you're working with and who you're connected to, I think it can be a really great thing. Um, But it's also a a platform where you get a lot of people shouting about what (laughs) they do and what, what they're offering. And personally, I... I go on LinkedIn, I use LinkedIn, but it it can be a bit overwhelming when you go on there just to see a, a wealth of contacts just trying to subtly sell to you. Yeah. yeah. Um, and where there's that going on anyway, I can understand why people go, okay, so why why would an ad work in that context when there's already people already saying buy from me buy from me buy from me why why would an ad encourage people to buy from them so let's talk about that then so the this is where we kind of start talking more about the the advantages of linkedin we're going to say some nice things about linkedin now um obviously linkedin is the place where professionals go to connect and you know, uh, relationships are forged on LinkedIn. I mean, I've got plenty of uh, friends and people that I legitimately call friends that I met networking on LinkedIn. Um, So it is a great platform to connect. Um, It drives the right kind of people. And I know the lines have been blurred over the last couple of years, but there is still, it still gives you the, uh, it still gives you the platform to be able to forge relationships. And there are plenty of very wonderful, very healthy, brilliant people uh, sharing an insight on LinkedIn. So we know that it's a platform filled with people who are there for a very specific reason. So that is where the advantage of LinkedIn ads comes in, doesn't it? Absolutely. I think um, people are open to connecting and discovering new things on LinkedIn, or at least new people. Um, so yeah, it's it's definitely a benefit. And I think, as I was kind of alluding to earlier, the, the targeting options on LinkedIn is really what makes LinkedIn ads different from the likes of Google and Facebook. It is the only place where you can define, I want to target 
this type of type of business or even more specifically these businesses um and the job titles you want to reach and the seniority that you want to reach no other i mean facebook in particular they're removing more and more targeting mm. options whereas linkedin you can be so specific with who you want to reach and the great thing is because people are using linkedin more they tend to keep their data up to date on there particularly in mm. regards to the fields we're talking about if they get a new job they update it pretty quickly so yeah it's it's fantastic in that respect yeah the 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 targeting um options on linkedin are far um exceed anything that we've seen on on facebook like you said facebook is is currently in the process of removing targeting thanks facebook um but yeah linkedin i mean you know we know that linkedin is the place where professionals go where where businesses are you know and and it's been you know the expression has been used by a lot of people on the platform by a few people that we know is that linkedin is 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 no longer a b2b platform per se is it's a a a person to person or human to human platform um yeah people are people are looking to sell to each other when they're there but it is it's a bit more organic now in the people i think people are now more um cognizant of that and they're pushing to create a relationship first create their relationship create that trust and you know where possible you know what can we do for each other rather than just a can i sell to you do you want to use our services and make no mistake those people are still there um the, the amount i mean i so i've I speak personally for a second. I've got a very complicated personal relationship with LinkedIn. I've just signed up for my fourth time for an account because I did miss the networking function. Um, But I've been back on there for like three or four days and I've already got five emails from people trying to sell me something who I've just connected with. So, you know, they're always going to be there. But I think that now it's definitely an environment where people are looking to um, build, genuinely build good, healthy relationships. Um, But, you know, from from the ads perspective, it's um, you know it's still a very viable option um, to introduce that audience, the audience predominantly of professionals, to your business. You know, whether that be for the first time uh, or you know remarketing to them, which is also an option. So um, the advantages of LinkedIn ads, I guess, then is that you know you've already got that kind of built in. Um, engaged audience who would probably be more receptive to a certain type of ads than say someone on Facebook. You know, so for example, I mean, Facebook, the, the behavior is if you're on Facebook, you're probably not at work. You're probably not working. You're probably on your couch, uh, looking at pictures of cats, mm-hmm. uh, which I know, you know, my wife is always doing, but so LinkedIn is different because LinkedIn people are there, um, usually during working hours, and they're in that mindset. So marketing managers, for example, are going to be on LinkedIn. You know, people looking for, for services, people that are looking for um, uh, solutions to problems that they might have during the working day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I think you don't want to see, generally, you don't want to see B2B ads on Facebook in your downtime. Um, you want to see you're on LinkedIn because you might, like you say, you want to network with people, but quite often you're looking to network with people because you've got problems that you want people to solve. So it's allowing you to to get in front of those people at a point where they could be receptive 
to to a solution that you're offering. So let's talk, Becky, about businesses that might be considered an ideal fit for LinkedIn, because I think hopefully what we've done by now is we've kind of built up a, a, a profile of, of the type of person that would be using LinkedIn. So what businesses do you think would be kind of attracted to getting started using LinkedIn ads? Um, broadly, very broadly, service led businesses, I'd say. Um, mm. I mean, and also uh, businesses that are selling products to businesses. So anyone where you have specific business targets, really, they're the ones that are going to be on LinkedIn, if that makes sense. Mm. Um, yeah, the, you could say that we have, we've done stuff with kind of the industrial field, but I don't think we need to limit it to that. It is generally no. people who have a service to offer um, in a business context. I, d- I don't know how to refine it more than that. I think as long <laughs> as um, it's kind of, as long as there's people, you're connecting with people. I mean, a good place to look would be your your client base. If, if they're on LinkedIn, then mm. there's huge potential to reach others like them. Yeah. If your if your customers aren't on LinkedIn, then they're probably LinkedIn isn't the way forward. Um, yeah. So you might have an indication of whether LinkedIn would be suitable for you by looking at your Google Analytics. If you're already doing some organic um, LinkedIn activity and you're getting visitors to your website from LinkedIn, then absolutely it makes sense that you should consider LinkedIn advertising. Um, if you're, it is quite hard because I, I have not seen kind of people who are trying to sell, let's take plumbing for an instance. I've never seen mm. a plumber advertise on, <laughs> on LinkedIn. Um, but I think that's because it would be so out of context to go, unless it was for a business, um, business work. If mm. I saw a, a plumbing ad, like home plumbing, I would find that out of context on LinkedIn. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I was kind of thinking in my head for a second that if you were perhaps like a removal company that you might want to target people that on the platform who might be in the process of leaving their job and moving to start a new job and then might involve moving house. I don't know, but it would be a kind of a, a rarity and I don't think that the targeting options would be there. So I think that that probably fits in more comfortably with, um, say, Facebook, yeah. where there are actual interest groups for things like that. There are groups on LinkedIn, but they tend to usually be focused around industries and interests relating to industries uh, is, is usually what we find on LinkedIn. Um, but but no, I mean, the, the thing that you and I were talking about off air, Becky, is this kind of idea that um, it doesn't have to just be um, restricted to kind of B2B on LinkedIn. So uh, an example of this is, you know, perhaps you're selling a uh, journal and I've seen I've actually seen it on LinkedIn I don't I can't remember the name of the brand so not very good advertising maybe um the the, the electronic journals that you can kind of write in and then you can send your scribbles via email no idea why you'd want to do it but that's not the point um but these these products are clearly designed for a type of professional a type of person that would use this in their everyday working life I mean the the, the, the business that are selling this is strictly b2c's it's end consumer yeah. but they know that this product is going to be fit for purpose for a, a wide variety of professionals. So you see the ad on LinkedIn. So it has 
other application as well. Um, but yeah, I mean, using our own experiences, it usually is a, a, a B2B um, service focus. But that doesn't mean that... Um, that doesn't kind of kind of preclude anyone from from advertising on the platform. Uh, and another thing that I wanted to add as well is this idea that people would go, well, do I need to have uh, an existing presence on LinkedIn before I launch LinkedIn ads? What are your thoughts on that, Becky? So you you don't need a you don't need a big presence, but you certainly want to make sure that you're well. You need a company page to do LinkedIn ads. Mm. So that's step one. Um, you also don't want it to be sparse. So you want that company page to be well thought out, all the fields to be populated. Um, and I'd say you want a few posts that kind of make it look like it's an active page at least um, because it is a window to your business. Mm. So people have the choice to either click on the company name to go through to that company page on an ad or to go through to your website. And if people decide to go and stay on the LinkedIn platform and just check you out there, you don't want to look like a half set up business. No, you never want to be half assed with this, guys. My advice would always be, I mean, I, I think that LinkedIn is an important part of any business's organic um, strategy. I mean, particularly mm-hmm. when you're service focused. So we at Digital Gearbox, we use LinkedIn all the time because we love sharing the knowledge. We also like sharing, you know, insight into how our team's getting on through these very strange, turbulent times. Um, but yeah, if, if you don't just post for the sake of posting, uh, if, if you can post something, post it great, make it interesting as well, though. Like, I mean, no one, uh, I, I don't mean to be mean, but no one really cares about your white paper unless your white paper is amazing. Um, so think about the content you're going to be sharing, but yeah, use um, use organic LinkedIn and kind of parlay that with uh, an ads campaign, uh, which leads us quite nicely onto our last bit, which we're not going to spend too much time on because um, Daniel uh, on our team, wonderful Daniel, has put together uh, an incredible document uh, which outlines getting started with LinkedIn ads, uh, a complete guide for beginners. That's on our website now. Uh, you can find that on our insights page. I will include a link in our show notes. But Becky, um, let's kind of uh, give an idea on how you would go about setting up a campaign for the first time on LinkedIn. What are you going to be looking at? What should be the initial focus? And uh, is it hard? It's not hard. Um, So step one is to choose exactly what your objective is. What do you want to get out of this? Um, Don't just go, I'm going to do LinkedIn ads. Why are you going to do LinkedIn ads? (laughs) So are you trying to get leads? Is it just a brand awareness exercise? Are you trying to get engagement um, with your business? Um, LinkedIn's also fantastic for for job applications as well. So are you going down the recruitment angle? Um, So decide on that. And actually LinkedIn forces you to make that decision at the first step anyway. So they'll ask you what your objective is. Then um, the next step is to define, okay, you want to do this, but who do you want to do it to? Who who do you want to complete that action? So that's where you choose your audiences. And as I said, the real benefit of LinkedIn is the audience selection um, options now. So go through, decide exactly how you're going to target people. Becky tip here would be to try a few ways of slicing or sorry, not slicing, reaching those people. So test um, targeting by job titles against perhaps skills or functions. 
um, and see which route to that market works best. Um, there's lots of different fields and lots of ways you can um, reach the same people. You can also look at member groups as well. Whilst LinkedIn isn't pushing the groups as much as it used to, there's a lot of legacy data. People do still join groups and um, it's just a nice way that you can reach people that are explicitly saying, hey, I'm interested in that topic. So yeah, decide on your audiences and then think about your ads. How, What are you going to say to these people to get them to do what you're trying to get them to do? And it's really important you approach it that way because I think some people create an ad before they think about the audience, which is the wrong way to go about it. You want to tailor your ad to the people that you're talking to. Um, and like I say, where you can segment your audiences, you can be really specific in your messaging so you can really talk to people with a certain job title mm. or in a certain industry. And that's it, really. And then then you, then you press go. Um, <laughs> I mean, obviously, you've got to do things like set the budget, set the bids. Um, tracking is very important. Obviously, we talk about tracking a lot. Um, you do have a LinkedIn pixel or LinkedIn tag. I forget what they call it. We'll call it a pixel tag, um, which you apply to your whole website, much like the um, Google site tag. And then you can define um, conversion goals by URLs. So let's say you're trying to get people to download some crazy good white paper because you've actually thought about it. <laughs> some people do want white papers <laughs> um, or a brochure, for example. Uh, let's say you've got a form with um, to request that that should have a, a bespoke thank you page which you can plug in that url and say hey if someone reaches that thank you page they've completed that goal and you'll then be able to track that activity um in the linkedin ads platform to see if people are doing it there we go and and the conversion tracking is uh, that's that's like come leaps and bounds since the first time i logged into linkedin for the first time i i, I remember uh, asking you i think i was like becky how do we set up conversion tracking in linkedin and uh, and i think the answer was kind of we we kind of just hope that it works <laughs> and it's now it's now night and day okay. uh, the targeting is much better the ability to install conversion tracking is much better uh, as a whole you know obviously we started with a bit of a negative thing that linkedin has gone through you know a lot of changes over the years and it's kind of been unsure of itself but I do think that it's kind of come over that uh, come over that hump now it knows what it wants to do it's definitely moving in the right direction it's a great place uh, to target if the people that you're looking to target are there that's the crucial bit and uh, and yeah if you haven't tested it um, definitely consider doing so hopefully this podcast um, puts you in the right direction like I said also check out uh, our article written by Daniel thank you again Daniel uh, on our website the link will be in the show notes, so go and check it out. Uh, well, uh, well, that's uh, a wrap. Thank you for joining us for another episode of the PPC Burrito. If you've enjoyed this podcast, consider subscribing on the platform you're listening to this on. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and yes, LinkedIn by searching Digital Gearbox. Or for more information about who we are and what we do, go to our website, www.digitalgearbox.co.uk. So from me, Michael Kenny. And me, Becky Hopkin. Stay happy, stay healthy, and until next time, amigos, stay hungry. Stay hungry.